So today is Daf Kuf Lamid Vav number one thirty six. Yesterday was Daf Kuf Lamid Da Hey, and we do a review of yesterday's Daf, starting off talking about the Suffolk and the androgynous. The bottom of the page on Daf Kuf Lamid Dalit Amid Beis, we had mentioned in the Mishnah that um, that you're not allowed to be Machal Shabbos in case of doubt or in case of androgynous. So the Gemara brought down that there's a drush, and the Pasuk says in the Torah, Bayom Yimol Bisar Or Laso. On the eighth day, you do the Mila, which we learn even if it's Shabbos, and it says Yimol Bisar Or Laso, his Orla. Now the word Or Laso is a little bit extra. It's kind of like it didn't have to say it that way. And the fact that it says it that way is a mute, is it a limitation? And that limitation tells us that only when it's an orlaso vadai, when it's a definite orla circumstance, that's when it overrides Shabbos. If it's not a suf, if it's a suffix, then it's not Doche Shabbos. And we gave, uh, and it went through in the Brisa, it went through um, that it's orlaso vadai, not an androgynous. It also said, Rabbi Uda's opinion, that androgynous does override Shabbos. And not only that, if an androgynous doesn't get a mila, it's Enosh Karis, he gets punished by Karis. Also, we learn our Lasavada is overriding Shabbos and not if a person is born Benash Mashos, where we're not sure if Shabbos is the eighth day or not. So that's another scenario where you're not allowed to be Doch Shabbos. And the last one is our Lasavada Doch Shabbos and not Nolad Kishuhu Mohol, not when a person is born with already having a brismila, already circumcised. There's no foreskin to cut off, so you're not allowed to be doche, you're not allowed to override Shabbos to do that. Which, well, what's there to do? The answer is, is that it's machlokas, according to Bishamai, you need to be matif dambris, you need to draw a drop of blood, and Basil says that you do not need to draw a drop of blood. Okay, next. Um, uh, that then we saw Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar who explained that actually no everybody agrees that you have to uh, if it's nolik shumol you definitely have to be matif um, tambris you have to draw out some blood. That's because the we we look at it that there's that there is, that there is a foreskin it's just like a, a what we, the Gemara calls an orla kvusha it's like absorbed in, but drawing blood is still a requirement. The machlokus is if a ger Convert who already got a bris mila from before does he does a a convert who already received a bris mila does he need that that's the question does he um, need to be mativ tambris and that's where this machlokas but according to Rabbi Shimon or even Basil agrees that you have to draw uh, blood so that's the quote so the first thing the Gemara wanted to understand the Gemara is going back over this quote is saying why what is the case of Suffolk? It says, Arlasavada and not Dochas Shabbos and not Safik. And then we went through three other cases, but, but what's the Safik case coming to include? The answer is that it's referring to a case, a different case, where there's a scenario where this child is what we call a Ben, um, a, if it's a Ben Shiva, meaning it was born in seven months of gestation period, okay, only, you know, after very early. So we say that that's still a viable child and it's going to override Shabbos, etc. But if it's a Suffolk, whether it's a Ben Zion or Ben Ches, 
So then you can't be Mechal Shabbos to do that bris mila. Okay? Um, if it's a definite Ben Shemona, which means that it's basically a, a premature baby that we view as being non-viable, as we explained yesterday, the way it works is is that uh, according to the Gemara, we, we, basically there's two tracks. There's the quick track or the slow track. If it's a quick track, then the baby will be born in seven months and it's still fully viable. If it's a slow track, then it's going to be nine months. But if it's eight months, then it's like a, supposed to be on the, on the slow track and it was born too early, and, the, and this child really, according to the Gemara, would not be able to survive. And therefore, you're not allowed to be, do anything really for that child, not only so, so much so, that we look at a Ben Ches as if it's basically muktza, like a stone. The only thing that we allow, we do give an allowance that the mother can lean down to nurse the baby without picking up the baby, so that she could relieve herself. That's the only thing that's allowed, which is fascinating. Um, but again, like I mentioned yesterday, Tosfos says that we're not a bucky in what it means to be a ben shmona. If the person, if the child looks healthy, even if we know that it was only that it was actually a month early, um, that's called healthy, and we 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 we're allowed to take care of the baby in a regular manner. We it's not like uh, we assume that unless there's some physical indication that there's something the matter. We don't uh, um, we don't worry about that. Okay. Anyway, so um, we saw Machlokes uh, Amoraim. It's Machlokes Rav and Shmuel. Who do we paskin like as far as a Nolot Kishumal? According to Rav, we paskin like the Tanakama, which basically sounds like that. The basically be, that uh, only Beishami says that you need to draw blood, but not Beishil. And Shmuel says that Allah is like Rav Shem ben Elazar, that everybody agrees that you need to draw blood by um, a baby that was born, you know, already with the Mila. So what happened was, is that Rav Adabra Ava had such a baby that was born with the Mila, and the Mila, at the time, the eighth day, turns out to be a Shabbos. So he tried to get some Malim to do something, to do a Mila on Shabbos, because he felt that that was the right thing to do. And no moel was willing to do it, and then he did it himself, and he made the baby. He made the baby into a chroshafcha. Basically, the baby ended up not being able to procreate. A very mysterious, you know. Uh, you can imagine what I, what he went through for that. So he said, "You know what? I deserve it because I was transgressing what Rav said. Rav says that there's nothing to be done. There's according to Beis Hillel, and there is no reason to to do anything, and that's why I transgressed Rav's halacha." Now, Rav Nachman said, what do you mean? You think you're fitting in with Shmuel? Even Shmuel never said that you could do it on Shabbos. He was talking about during the weekday you should draw blood because it's a suffix. But if it's Shabbos, Avadi is supposed to not do anything. So the Ravad Rava said that if it, that no, if, if, you, if you hold that way, it's definitely an Orla Kvusha. And that actually is a machlokas between Rabba and Rav Yosef. Rav, Rabba says that it's Chashinan, we're, we suspect that maybe there's an Orla there. And that's why out of, just to cover ourselves, we, we draw blood. And Rav Yosef says, no, it's definitely, and therefore you must. But anyway, that's the story. How does Rav Yosef say that he knows that? that Rav Yosef says, how do I know that it's, a, that, it's a, that it's a definite, it's not a suffix? Because he brought down a brysa from Rav Yezer Kapor says that the Beisham and Basil don't argue 
when it's no lekshumal that needs to draw blood, uh, what the machlokas is, whether you're allowed to be mechal Shabbos or not. Beishami says you are, and Beishila says you're not. Okay? And um, doesn't that imply that that's only Rebbe Lezar Kapra's reasoning, which means the Tanakhama holds that Beishami and Beishila both agree that you're even allowed to be mechal Shabbos. Which is, uh, again, you know, so the Gemara says, who says? Maybe the Tanakhama says everybody agrees that you're not allowed to be Mechal Shabbos. So that would make sense. So the Rav Yosef says, if that was the case, then what is Rebbe Leazar Kapper coming to teach us? A, a Shita of Beishamai? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. What, right? He wouldn't be coming to clarify Beishamai's opinion because it's only the only change if everybody held that you're not, that you're not Mechal Shabbos according to the Tanakhama. Then what is Reb Lezer Kapper coming to tell you? Oh, by the way, Beishami holds that you could be Mechal Shabbos. He wouldn't be coming to teach me a a, um, a sheet of Beishami. If Beis Hillel holds that you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos going to Tanakam, then he's saying, no, that's only Beishami, not Beis Hillel. That's teaching me a big Yisod, a big Chiddush of Beis Hillel. That's a valuable thing that he's teaching us. But if he's just telling me an opinion of Beishami and clarifying what Beishami would hold, we don't pass like Beishami anyway, so it's not clear. So there's no reason why we would do that. So the Gemara says, not necessarily true. Maybe uh, maybe what he's saying is that Beishami and Beisil don't argue in this matter. Um, and, you know, that's the, that's the question. Okay. Um, anyway, bottom line, that's the, that's the story. Okay, so the Gemara then went to a statement from Rav Asi, a very big Chiddush of a statement new idea, and he says that the Pasuk says, Eishok, he says, when a woman gives birth, as a child, a boy. And it says, she's Tomei for seven days. And then it says, so says Ravasi, if you follow the progression, the t- first there's a Din Toma for seven days, and then comes the meal on the eighth day. So he says, you want to know when the meal is going to be on the eighth day? When the mother has a din toma for seven, then there's a meal on the eighth. Otherwise, you don't do meal on the eighth, you do meal on day one. That's the Chiddush of Ravasi. Comes along the Gemara and says, I don't understand. What do you think? Abayi asks, what about all the Darius Rishayim? What about Yitzchak? Did his mother, did Sarah, when she gave birth to Yitzchak, did she have Thomas, Thomas Leda? Of course not. There wasn't any Din Toma yet until the Torah was given much later. So when did they do the Mila? Still on the eighth day. So you see that the eighth day was anyway Din, nothing to do with Toma. And how could you possibly say that the Mila on the eighth day is dependent on Toma? It's not true. And when it's, how is the mother sometimes not going to be Tommy Leda? If it's not a regular birth, if, if it's a C-section, so there's no Tomas Leda either. So anyway, that's the story. So that's the question that Rabaye asked on Ravasi. Answers Ravasi says, no, that's not a problem. Torah a fascinating concept, but once the Torah was given, so then the Allah became a new Allah. You're right. Before the before we received the Torah at Sinai, there was the original Allah, original system, and that was Mila, everybody was on the eighth day. Then once we got the Torah and attached it to Tumah, then it established the new law that it's dependent on Tumah. Okay, so the Gemara says, um, is that really true? It says that a Yotzei Dofen, when there's a C-section, or if somebody, if a baby has two Arlas, which either means that he has a double foreskin, 
or it means that he has two male members, okay, whatever, it, 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 it's a double. Rav Hun and Rav Barav say that you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos, and the other one says you're not allowed to be Mechal Shabbos. But nobody is saying, even both Rav Huna and Rav Barav, nobody is saying that you, that you don't do meal on the eighth day. It's just a question of whether uh, you do Chil Shabbos for it, whether you're allowed to override Shabbos by a C-section, which, by the way, we pass, and then you don't. If a baby is born on Shabbos via C-section, so then the Brismil is not going to be on Shabbos. That's how we paskin. But anyway, it's only a question. Anyway, bottom line is, it sounds like that everybody's still agreeing that you still do it on the eighth day. So, he's, so Rav Asi holds that, no, it's, it's hinging one on the other. Happens to be that this question is, the Gemara tells us, not a dispute between Rav Asi and Abayi, it's a machlokas tanoim. Um, and where do we see the Machlokas Tanoim? Because we talk about four different scenarios of basically uh, slaves, okay? You have two types of Yilid bias, and which means that it's born under the ownership while it was born while, while being already owned as a slave. And, uh, and there's two scenarios of that. One where it's where the meal will be on day eight, and the other one where the meal will be on day one. And then there's two cases of Miknas Kesef, where you actually spent the money directly on the baby. And then, um, it's, again, there's going to be a, a case of, of day one, Mila, and a case of day eight, Mila. Okay, that is what um, the, that's what the, that's the quote. Now, how do you have that? So we said, what about, let's, so first discussion went over on the Miknas Kesef case. So if a person buys a pregnant shifcha as his slave, and then she gives birth, so that is a, that, so since you bought, that's called buying the baby, because I paid money for the fetus as well. So the halacha is basically that fetus, um, when it's born to me, I'm going to need to do the milah, but on day eight. Okay? Um, if, I, if I buy a shifcha after she gives birth, on the, day, on the very first day that the baby is born, so then the purchase is directly on the baby, and the milah will be also right away, on day one. As soon as I bought the baby, I have to do milah, even though the baby is just one day old. That's the... Um, that's the, that's the two scenarios of Miknas Kesef. Then we talked about... Uh, yes. Yeah, the, the day the baby's born, you could do a Mila. Uh, and if, if I buy a one-day-old baby... I do the mila and as a as a slave, I do the mila on that day. Yeah. So then, uh, right now, we're saying that it, 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 that's called buying her and the baby. That's like I spent the money on the baby too, because she was already pregnant. So in that case, the meal will be on day eight. If it's born under my domain, then typically, normally should be, the meal should be on day eight. 
However, we'll see. We'll see. It's not okay. Let's just let's let's speak out the the next scenario. Okay. Um, now, then we were introduced to the other Tana, Rav Chama, who says that really what it depends on is whether we put the shifcha, the the mother, the maid servant, in in, in the mikvah yet. Meaning, if she went to the mikvah and we were tovel that she should be a shifcha, that means she's already mechuyeves in mitzvos. That means the dine tuma already applied to her. Then, and only then, you're going to have mila ante eight. If, however, you didn't put her in the mikvah and then the baby was born before you put the mother in the mikvah, so then the baby's mila will be on day one. So what do you see? Rav Chama's opinion, and this is the, the we're saying over here, Rav Chama is going like Rav Asi, that the that it's dependent on the Tuma. Since the mother's Tuma status of Leda is only if she went to the mikvah already, so then, if she went to the mikvah already, then there's a Tuma status, then the Mila will be on day eight. If she had not yet gone to the mikvah before the baby was born, so then the baby is going to need Mila right away on day one. That's the basic that's the basic principle. Okay, now, um, so the question is, what do you see? That the Tanakhama doesn't make, doesn't play, the, the, the Tvila is not a factor, according to the Tanakhama. He doesn't make that into a, a, a playing a role at all. And therefore, he obviously says, Mila should be, if it's born to you, the Mila should be on day eight. Okay, period. Regardless of whether, whether the mother went to mikvah or did not go to the mikvah. So you see that it's a machlok stanoim, whether we like like Ravasi or not like Ravasi, basically. Okay. So the Gemara said was bothered by uh, um, the well, Gemara was bothered by uh, how do you have the four cases according to the Tanakama? Rav Chama, you have all four cases. You have four separate scenarios, both two cases of Miknas Kesef, which we explained, where sometimes it's day one, sometimes it's day eight, and two cases of Yulid Bias. If it's before the tefillah, it's day one. If it's after the tefillah, it's day eight. Beautiful. But the question is, according to uh, the Tanakama, we have every single case except for a yelid bias that's nimolechad. When would a yelid bias that's born, even became pregnant, the mother became pregnant under your domain, meaning I never paid for this baby, I pay, I, and, and, and yet the meal is going to be on day one. Why? When? That's the question. So that was the Gemara wanted to know. So, um, so the Gemara answers. Rabbi Yirmiyah says that we're talking about where I, I, I paid for the shivcha, not to own her, but only to own the uber. So, so therefore, and then she becomes pregnant later. So, in other words, my ownership is limited to the fetus. Any future child, that's my ownership in the shivcha. I never made a. Kenyan on the baby, my Kenyan's on the mother, in the sense, I don't own her, I only own her offspring, her future offspring. So in that scenario, um, it's called the Yelid bias, because it's born to me, because I never bought, I never paid money for the baby, so it's Yelid bias, and since the mother was never owned by me in her own right, so therefore, um, I, uh, I'm going to have to do Mila on day one. That's the answer. The problem with that is that that only works if you say kinyan peros lav aguftami, meaning my ownership in the in the in, in any future offspring is not considered an ownership in the mother, 
But if it is considered an ownership in the mother, so then I, if I own the mother, so then it's born to me, then, I, then I, the Mila should still be on day eight. So the, how are you going to, uh, what about that? So Rabbi Mishash has said, maybe if you bought a shivcha, and this is the answer, is that you bought a shivcha on the condition not to put her in the mikvah. Meaning, I'm not, I, like whatever, the, the, there was a limitation in my purchase, that she is not really coming a full-fledged shivcha kanainis. In that scenario, I, my ownership is limited. She's not a real Shivcha Kanainis. She's just a, a Gentile woman that, you know, that I have a, you know, own ownership on. But she, since she is not a Shivcha Kanainis, so therefore when the baby's born, then the baby's mine. Not, like from day one, really. But the point being is, is that then I'll have to do Mila, even though it's a lid bias, I'm going to have to do Mila on day one and not on day eight. And that is where we left off yesterday. Couple lines up on Daf Kuflam and Hayom and Beis. I'm just gonna stop for.